Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy thursday to you february 8 2024 this is kentucky roll call on big x Sports radio 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush and justin kalen are in studio and joining us because it's thursday and we're going to do some trivia today is Corey price so welcome on in Corey. welcome on in everybody hope you're having a great start to your day the weather this week has been lovely it's going to be another nice day today and hope that you all have been able to to get out and enjoy it. Corey Price, how are you doing? I'm doing swell. I've been taking walks at work during my lunch break. The weather's been been pleasant. Yeah, it has. Have you been doing anything when you've gotten home from work? Um, what does Corey Price do when he gets home from work? Just chalk up some trivia questions, this is, look uh, up old stats. This is a radio show, so I don't know if I can share all of it. But, uh, yeah, uh, just a bunch of boring stuff. I watch basketball, you know. Just Nothing. hang out. Did you watch any hoops last night? Watched a little bit of uh, um, Louisville, uh, Syracuse, and Bama and Auburn. Same. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Auburn, they made it kind of boring. Um, and pretty quickly, the, the windmill dunk from Janai Broom right before half to go up around 17, you're like, okay, I don't I don't think they're losing tonight. But Louisville. Poor, poor Louisville. They're, they're, at least they're fun, TJ. Like, in, in a, yeah, it makes you wonder what year three Kenny Payne team would look like. It really does. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're moving in the right direction. I mean, they could go like ten and twenty-one next year. So I mean, just I mean, yeah. just, I mean, just just watch out. The T- tough one for the Cards last night, and they the, were up, don't uh, call me the Carrier Dome anymore. They were about what seven points with three and a half minutes to go, and then they were down with a minute to go. Like it was, yeah. it was one of those where you, I'm like, oh man, Louisville, they've kind of got their foot on the gas here. They might just take. No, wait, they're down. Oh, wait, they've got a chance. They hit a three, and then everybody just stands flat-footed with, what was it, five seconds left? And Syracuse goes the length of the court, gets a layup at the rim. Oh, wait, but it's blocked. Oh, no, but the ref's called goaltending. Well, they're going to review it, right? I don't know about you, Corey, but it, it looked like a block to me. That ball was going up. It hadn't hit the backboard yet. I I, I, I do partially hate it because that's Glenn. Glenn played played a male, so I'm, you know, sucks for him. But you know, it's one of those things too where I think 
they realize they mess it up by blowing the whistle instead of swallowing it because the ball went right back to a Syracuse right. Orangeman and he could have just made the layup that then won the game. Uh, but they blew it dead and called goaltending. And I think what would have happened if they would have reversed it, it would have been dead ball possession arrow Louisville with three seconds left. And I think they were like, oh, we kind of messed this up. We can't yeah. give the ball back to Louisville, so we'll just give Syracuse the two points. It, I it, think that's exactly what happened. It, <laughs> it would have been chaos. There would have been bottles being thrown on the floor probably if, if that happened. And, uh, yeah, so but Louisville did get a decent shot uh, to, to win it, but Scott Clark, he made the game tying three, could hit the game winning three. And, TJ, this is the part where we tell you that, yes, Louisville did get hosed, but, like, they're idiots for standing flat-footed and letting this guy get uh, – I mean – they just scored in transition a, a layup off of May 3. Nobody got back. They just sat, stood there and watched Scott Carr. Yeah, that it was it was terrible defense. It was a weird play. Bob Valvano suggested that Syracuse would have gotten the ball had they come out of that. Just because they had possession? Yeah, because maybe? they were the, la the last team that had the ball when they called it dead. But that's not what happened in the UK-Texas A&M game. They took, UK, they took two points off the board for UK and – even though UK was about to score or would have probably scored on that play, anyways, uh, they didn't. That that didn't stop them from just not taking two points off the board for UK and just moving on with their lives like nothing happened. But the possession arrow was with U of L, so if it would have been a possession thing, it would have gone to U of L. If it would have been team that had the ball and you blew the play dead, then I guess it would have been Syracuse doing a baseline out of bounds play. But it is tough. It's a tricky situation. It wasn't a goaltend. Should have never been called in the first place. And if you don't call it in the first place, Syracuse is scoring. You can make a case the officials actually helped Uvell out by calling the goaltend, stopping the clock, allowing them time to set something up. Because if you don't call the goaltend, the play goes on, and they score that one with, what, even less time. You know, probably three seconds left instead of the five seconds or whatever it was. Because Uvell did have time to go the length of the floor, Ended up not really even getting a shot off, or I don't know if it would have counted or wouldn't have counted. But so you can make a case the officials actually helped U of L. But once they did call the goaltending and they went to review it, Roush, they made the wrong call. They they messed it up. Which I yeah, for officials, I mean, that's I don't know. It's a it's a it's a tough spot. Like, do you want the end result to be what it should have been, or should we actually do what we're doing here? We messed up. We called a goaltend. It's reviewable. Let's go check it out. Oh, we got it wrong, and even though that would have totally hosed over Syracuse, if you're doing it the way that the rules are set up in place, U of L got hosed. Now, was justice served? They were going to score anyways. Officials are just bad. I think is my my moral of all this. They just get things wrong. They mess up all the time. If you're a U of L fan, though, I, I would have a tough time coming to the conclusion that like the game was stolen from us. Well, and. It was, what was even more shocking was that Kenny Payne actually said something good in his post-game press conference. Whoa. Yeah, because after the game, he said, you know, I, I don't expect us to get breaks. Um, we've got to make our own. We had plenty of opportunities to go win that game before then, and we let him slip away, which that was that was true. They... It, and the thing about, like, I, I know you, you were joking, um... Uh, about oh they're making strides we want to see a year three but like they they are significant like they look like a real basketball team half the time 
they just play ab- – I mean, it's – No, they're still horrible. But they play zero defense whatsoever. They figured out how to score. They have some pretty good scores, but they play no defense. And the the execution, just the – like not getting back after a made bucket, that's the stuff where you're just like, man, if you all did a couple little things right, you would probably win five more games against a bad ACC competition. ACC – it sucks. What happened? Wasn't that supposed to be like yeah, it's the been number bad. one? It's been bad for a while. They're, you have all Jesus. stinks. The ACC stinks. But they do play the bottom of the conference over their really the remainder of, of the season. They've got a game against Duke thrown in there. But besides that, it's Georgia Tech, Boston College, Pitt, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Boston College. So I don't think the pain train's done just yet. And there's going to be a, a, at least probably two more wins in there somewhere. A couple of those games are at home. So the uh, maybe maybe a ten win Kenny Payne season? No, oh. not impossible. Need three more. Man, he's just gotta catch Brom. Can he do it? I I enjoyed because uh, I, I was doing some other stuff, so I I left the TV on college basketball for a little while after that game, and there was a play in the Duke game where is it Stewart? Is that a big guy for them? Mm-hmm. He blocks a shot. They run in transition and then throw a lob, and he just absolutely crams. On the other end, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it was right on top of somebody. It was also very funny when they go into the booth at Cameron and they're up there in that crow's nest, mm-hmm. and they brought they bring Jim Beheim in for about a game a week, and it's so funny. Jim Beheim is sitting next to Mark Durham, and then Corey Alexander is like shoved in the back, and you can see these like uh, drainage pipes and stuff like that in the background. It was just poor Corey Alexander. They should have just told him to stay home. He's over there just watching the game over their shoulders. Very funny stuff. That is, uh, I'm in stitches. That's hilarious. <laughs> Scoots, how was your Wednesday night? Um, it was okay. I, I watched a little bit of basketball. Mainly, I'm just I'm frustrated, guys. I four days of being sick, you're supposed to be getting better, right? Whereas I'm getting worse. And I know you all did the whole Stranger Things thing. So let me just go ahead and say I am the definition of a mouth breather. For the last twenty four hours, I just I can't get anything clear out of my nose. Because you have you done anything about it? Yes, I actually hit some Afrin yesterday. Actually, I've hit Afrin three days in a row, so I can't I can't take it today because it's addicting. So that's that's not good. But yeah, at one point last night, I'm sitting there on the couch and I clog my right nostril. That's I got probably like sixty five percent breathing capacity out of my right nostril. Closed that one. Tried to breathe out my left nostril. I'm down to under five percent breathing capacity mm. so it's not it's, good you get down to under five percent that's when people start getting nervous have uh when have, they say to call your doctor have you ever done the uh neti pot any sort of nasal no, irrigation that's navage. that's truly yeah mm-hmm. navage something like that that's truly what i need i think those are fun what about uh you've been keeping up with your allergy pill no. Yeah, I don't care. Then keep getting sick, buddy. Yeah. Keep getting snuffles, and I, I they mean, never I was, get better. The season's changing. The weather's changing. You're getting impacted by it, and you never do anything about it. So see, keep keep being keep getting keep getting sick. I was under the assumption this was not allergies because it's not like allergy symptoms that I've dealt with in the past. So maybe you may be right. Maybe it is a different form of allergies that I've never dealt with. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you don't feel well. That's okay. Did you get any Harry Potter time in last night? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I uh, got outside yesterday because it was such a nice day, and I, we were right. We're getting into Harry Potter talk, and now you want to make it about yourself. 
do we really need Harry Potter? I want to know what spells he learned. Did he go anywhere cool? Did he see Hagrid yesterday? No, I didn't. I didn't do anything cool, really. Just okay. was going around doing side missions. Okay. Too. All right, How what about side some missions? Harry Potter trivia. You watched Harry Potter trivia, no. or you did Harry Potter? Absolutely trivia? not. I, I, oh, I would, Corey. Harry you Potter. wouldn't stand. That a, was a complete joke. You would not stand a chance if you came in here with Harry Potter. Harry, uh, Harry Potter trivia. I, Everybody I, hates sure. a Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, Roush, what about your side quest outside your missions? Uh, went and played a little frisbee golf with the little guy. Wow, wow. big fan. And he he treats was really nice. They've really upgraded the uh, the disc golf course at Iroquois Park since I played a lot previous to kids, and uh, they have. New signage, new baskets. Uh, most holes now have two baskets, so you can, you know, kind of changes like, oh, do I want to play it this way or do I want to play it the other way? Makes it kind of fun. Uh, it Duke loved it because you can he can look at the map and say, oh, we go this way. He calls them levels. It's almost like a video game. Mm-hmm. So on this level, we'll go this way, and on this level, we'll go that. Um, and he made it, you know, about eight holes. So, yeah, that was, it, was, it was nice. We didn't get too far away, didn't get too tired, no tears, so... Um, he was a big fan, big fan. So all, all in all, nice to get outside. Um, I, I, I'm, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed getting out, banging the old chains. Corey, what's new with you? What's new in Corey Price world? Oh, you know, just all types of glorious things. Uh, just work, man. You know, all that, uh, office desk job stuff, you know, that no, no side stuff, no side quests, no side quests, um, any missions? No, just uh, uh, going to the occasional game, you know. You going to Rub Saturday, Gonzaga? Uh, I, no, I'm not. Uh, going to uh, OVW on Saturday, actually. Ooh. A little wrestling. R- a little wrestling? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Nice. I'll be at Rupp on Saturday. I think first game for me since the Miami game. Is this so. a 6 p.m.? Four. Okay. 4 p.m. I wish it was 6 p.m. I, I, I prefer 6 p.m. I hate. I I said it last weekend, and I, I like kind of just having the game be a part of the day. I don't waiting around. It's just it's not it's not fun. Four's four solid, right? Yeah, per, I, I think I prefer six, but four is fine. Yeah, so I'm excited to get to Lexington. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Gonzaga last night they also hit 15 threes, so both teams going into this game on Saturday combined for 30 threes. I think if you like points, it's going to be a good one for you. Uh, I think if you like points, just really any Kentucky game, probably going to to wet your whistle a bit. Uh, Kentucky's remaining schedule going to be going up against some some pretty good offenses the rest of the way. But Gonzaga is the next challenge. Uh, yeah, Auburn-Kentucky may be like 110 to 130 when they play. That game is going to be wild. But Gonzaga-Kentucky should put up a bunch of points as well. So, We'll talk about that a little bit as the show goes on. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We love Thornton's. I got the email yesterday, for Refresher Rewards member, 20% off wow. gasoline. So when you see those like 310 gas numbers, I, I, it's too much. It's too expensive. 290 Roush, still probably a little too expensive, but better. Better. Oh, yeah. I take that. I take 20 cents palatable. off a gallon all day, every day. So uh, go to Thornton's. You won't be disappointed. Download the Refresh Rewards app. We'll get to some of the grab-and-go texters, 502-414-1450, on the Thornton's text line. But, Corey, we can dive right into trivia when you're ready for us. I'm ready. Woo! So, Dude, um, you, you think you're ready? I'm going to try to be ready. Yeah, I guess we got Gonzaga. 
trivia coming up, right? If it's gone, if it's Gonzaga trivia, I'll do great at this because I think there's only been one game between the two. So, uh, just if you can remember the beatdown from last year, that was the uh, what, no, they played in the Maui Invitational. Actually, that was the second meeting. You're right. Yeah. Uh, forgot about that. The Maui Invitational. That was like early 2000s, right? Yep. Uh, we're actually going to do uh, Harry Harry Potter trivia, actually. Wow, oh, you're, you're going down, going down. <laughs> Harry Potter trivia. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's being. The, the thing is, though, if it were, I would have a good recall rate on Harry Potter, Game of Thrones. I've flushed so much of that. I used to know so much, so many geographical locations and family trees and all sorts of stuff, and it's just completely. That's it, probably healthy, though. So, that's the way the brain should work. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that's just so much knowledge that just went in one ear, not the other. It, you had it for a bit, and you don't need it anymore. So it, it did what it was supposed to do. You know Walker gets serious for trivia when he turns his uh, hat around. Mm-hmm. He is all business. Around. Ooh, I got my hat turned around. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> you're, you're in the studio of business. Uh, Scoots, uh, your your hat's not facing the right way. Yeah. Scoots. I'll turn it around. My, my fault. And then if we start getting a couple of wrong, we'll have to go rally caps on them. So uh, I believe uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's playing a game on Sunday. I think. Hey! I could be wrong. So this Trevor is uh, Kelsey. This is trivia about the Super Bowl, actually. Woo! Who was the first player to say, I'm going to Disney World after the Super Ooh, Bowl? I know this one. TJ, do you know this one? Uh, no. I mean, I've got, a, I've got an educated guess. I can almost see it. You, you take it if you know it. Uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. Scoots, do you know a Super Bowl MVP from Louisville, Kentucky? Actually, I don't know. Was he an MVP? Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. I'm going to know it when I hear it, but I can't name it. No. Southern High School's finest, Phil Sims, New York Giants quarterback. Phil Sims is right. Yeah. When the devil comes try to get me, gonna praise the Lord. <laughs> We're off to a hot start. Yeah. Way to go, Rush. No, I would not have gotten that, so I'm happy. I'm happy I didn't even make an embarrassing guess. One for one. Impressive. Uh, what is the only current NFL city that has never hosted nor appeared in the Super Bowl? Oh, okay. That's this a good, could be that's fun. A fun one. So I know. That's a fun one. All right. All of my questions are fun, TJ, okay? That's no, not true. <laughs> Don't that hate. Don't not hate. Not true. So I mean, we most know, of them are a good time, but. We know Houston has not been, but I'm pretty sure they've hosted. I think NRG in the Astrodome would have hosted one. Has Cleveland hosted? Cleveland's not hosted, but they've been in a Super Bowl. Have they? Yeah. Right? They've NFL championships. I don't know about Super Bowl. I don't think they've been to a Super Bowl. That's gotta be that's gotta be there. I I know Detroit in the Silver Dome hosted hosted. Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, it, it scoots. It's it's Cleveland. I thought they went to one of them, but I think Roush is right. It's an NFL championship. I they went to AFC championships, but then they like I believe the John Elway the drive was against the Browns. Correct. I think they lost a couple AFC championship games in yeah. heartbreaking fashion. We'll go Cleveland Browns, Corey Price. It is Cleveland. Yeah. yeah! I'm trying to get me gonna praise the Lord. Way to go, Scooty! Come on. Because he put the hat on oh, yeah. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> It's our thinking caps. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the uh, memo. I don't have that. Uh, what city has hosted the most Super Bowls with 11? I would. Miami comes to mind first. Miami and L.A. I'm, I'm thinking New Orleans. New Orleans is a good one as well. Because I, I know the Bears won there. Uh, Super Bowl. Like uh, old Packers Steelers won. be the Patriots there. That I looked up was at Tulane Stadium before the Superdome. Um uh, I still would go Miami before New Orleans. So you think they would do Orange Bowl more often than New Orleans? 
I do. So my thing is, is I only, I can only remember one Miami Super Bowl in my life, and that was the Colts Purple Rain Prince halftime show. I don't can't remember another Miami one since or before. I think they were like all like I think like Super Bowl like tens and twenties were, we're very all frequently Miami. in Miami. Yeah, uh, L.A. obviously hosted the first several, and then but they haven't. I don't know if they posted as many. Scoots, what's your thought? Because I think we do have the top three. If I were to like that, that feels like the top three. What do you think? I'd be apt to go with TJ with Miami. Okay, I'm fine with that. Let's do it. What do we got? Y'all are three for three. Oh my God! Do you have a number breakdown by chance? Uh, no, I, I think New Orleans has done it ten times, I believe. I think they're. Oh, second. so it'd be that close? Yeah. Other than that, we really nailed it. So we're three for three, and each of us have got one. That's big time. I really need to go to Team a major work. sporting event in New Orleans. So it's Miami with eleven, New Orleans need with ten, it. LA with eight, Tampa with five, Glendale, San Diego, Atlanta, and Houston all with three. So San Diego, you're you're getting passed by, sadly. Sorry, Qualcomm. They had the, uh, was it the raiders Bucks Super Bowl in yeah. San Diego? Well, I was thinking about it on the way in because uh, another radio show I was listening to was, was um, mentioning pre-Super Bowl storylines. Remember the guy for the Raiders at the Super Bowl that went to Tijuana? Oh, yeah. He just like went on kind a... Kind of went crazy. He had a nervous breakdown and just went to Tijuana on a three-day bender. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Pretty sure he was a starting guard or tackle. Do you think that guy's still with us on this earth? Uh... Probably not. Let's see what his name is. Yeah. Barrett Robbins. Gosh, that was crazy. Pretty sure the Raiders were favorites, too. And then John Gruden flipped allegiances and then beat the snot out of him. Barrett Robbins is still with us. Woo! Okay, good. Got the help he needs. Yep. Uh, what player tackled Tennessee Titans wide receiver Kevin Dyson oh. one yard short of the end zone on the final play of the game in Super Bowl 34? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our streak comes soon in. Yeah. It was that linebacker, I'm pretty sure, or maybe the safety. <laughs> I was thinking it was a cornerback. See, I could name a lot of people that played for the Rams, but I could not play not one defender. Yeah. Not not one. I think we'll have to pass on this We're one. We're stumped, Corey. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. Uh, who are the only two artists to perform the national anthem at the Super Bowl twice? There are two. They've done it twice. Hmm. I don't know if I can name even one of them, but I would. I think somebody's got to be. An Ooh, easy I one. can name one of them. It's the the famous one is just Whitney Houston around Desert Storm. Okay. Uh, back when Scott Norwood went wide right for the first time, it was a big Super Bowl. Uh, is it older? Uh, unfortunately for TJ, yes. These are not not current. Uh, they're not known for being current uh, artists. No, no idea. Um, I, who would have been? Oh, Aretha. She one of them? No, nope. no. I would think it would be some you know big I don't boys. Think it's gonna be, I don't think it's going to be like no names. So I agree. I agree. I like where you're heading. Um, who who's another kind of? Uh, big, I don't even know who sang it last year. I'm not good with national. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Last that was, uh, That's right. That's Nick right. Nick Sirianni was crying. Um, man, and I'm 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 struggling here, Corey. I don't. I was thinking just some big voice person back in the day, Diana Ross, but she's too much of a diva. So yeah, I'm stumped here. It is Billy Joel and mm. Aaron Neville. Who could forget Aaron Neville? The Billy Joel is surprising though, because he does not strike me as a national like. He seems a little uh, gimmicky, like he would do it like a 
like he, he, he would change it up. He's not a. He wouldn't sing it in a classical way. Yeah. What is the northernmost city to host a Super Bowl? Um, so it's either New, New York, York or, or Detroit, Minneapolis, or yeah, Detroit. I was thinking Minneapolis. So which one on is a map is most north? Most north. I would say Minneapolis. Minneapolis is definitely more northern than Detroit. I'm taking both those over Detroit. Yeah, but it's like on the map, how linear? It's, it's probably Minneapolis, right? Yeah, let's let's go Minneapolis. Although it could be New York. Minneapolis. Yeah. When the devil come try to get me, gonna praise the Lord. Yeah. Love this trivia today, Corey. It feels good to get some right. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. Uh, of the teams that have appeared in the Super Bowl, which team has the longest active drop without appearing in it? Appearing in it. Been to a Super Bowl, but has the longest drought. Yep. So it's been the longest time since they've been in the Super Bowl, but they've been in one. I wanted to say the Bears, but I know they went to they went and lost to the, in the Miami one that we mentioned earlier. Cowboys got to be up there. It's been thirty plus years. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals just snapped a drought recently. Uh, who else would have a... I mean, I'm just trying to think of teams that have been to the Super Bowl more recently than the Cowboys. And I don't want to have to go through every division. But the NFC West, absolutely, it's everybody there. What about Miami? Miami is another good one. Oh, yeah, because they haven't been since the 70s. Has it been since the 70s? I don't... They actually went with uh, Dan. Marino went? went once, I thought, okay. and lost. Yeah, his uh, second year, I believe, with him. Yeah. Which, that would have been the 80s, though. It would be the Dolphins more than the Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we've got a new contender in the house. Of- Jets. Jets. Have the Jets been to the Super Bowl since they won it with Joe Namath? No, they went to a couple AFC Championship games. With Mark Sanchez. But- yeah, I think it's got to be the Jets. Yeah. If we really walked this one through, and I hope we were rewarded with the right answer. New York Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Let's go! Man, and think about it. Cowboys and, the, Cowboys and Jets. Like those are some easy to hate fan bases. We went from the Cowboys the got us to the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins got us to their inner division rival, the Jets. I'm proud of the Kentucky roll call crew today. <laughs> Big brains on uh-huh. our bacon caps. Uh-huh. I've got a lot more if you want to take a break or keep keep, keep going. Oh, he's trying to ice us. He's trying to ice us. <laughs> Let him do it. Call a timeout. Yeah. You know what? We may need to cool off. I get it, Corey. If I were you, I'd want us to, to take a little break as well. We'll come back. We'll keep with the trivia. We see the grab-and-go texters. We're going to get to them. It's going to be a fun Thursday show of Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen, special guest Corey Price and his trivia returns after this. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. My party's all over before it began. You can pour me some old whiskey river, my friend. But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob and I came to get down. I'm not internationally. 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. No radio show in the state has more expecting fathers than Kentucky Roll Call. We were talking about pregnancies during the commercial break there with Corey yep. Price. Yep. He wanted to know how a baby was made. Yep. So yep. we drew some pictures, <laughs> we detailed it for him, and uh, you're you're much smarter now, aren't you? I uh, is much smarter, yes, correct. We're doing Corey Price trivia here on Big X Sports Radio. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. So far, so good. Having our best trivia Thursday segment we've ever had. Scooch has gotten one. Roush has gotten one. I've gotten one. We're all we're all kind of in sync here today. So our brains are just so they're just so large. Corey Price, what's your favorite in sync song? Oh boy, uh, bye bye bye, probably. That's a good one. Can't go wrong with that. And we'll say bye 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 to these tough questions with oh, this next hey-o. Corey Price trivia Thursday. Three teams have appeared in the Super Bowl at least three times and have never won. Can you name them? Buffalo Bills. That's one. That's one. Uh, Vikings? Have they been in three times? They've never won. I know that. The Purple People Eaters, I think, did three times themselves. Maybe so. But let's, I, don't, I don't love that answer. Let, let's, let's, okay. we, we know we've got the Vikings there. We feel better about the Bills. No, Bill, Bills is one. He Bills is one. Yeah, yeah. that's one. And I'll let you say the Vikings is one as well. So there's only one, okay. one left. Wow. Okay. All right. Whoop. Whoa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Purple People Eaters did all their damage. Uh, hmm, but Teams that have never won. Cardinals, Panthers. Panthers have not been three times. I don't think they've been three times. I don't think the Cardinals have been three times. What about times the Bengals? Either. Have they been three times? Oh, they went Joe Burrow, and then I know they had one in the 90s. Did they have two with Boomer Assassin? That's the thing. Have they been to two or three Super Bowls? I think it might be, but let's 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 see if there's any more out there. Just to try to scan our brains. Falcons? They've been to two that I can think of. Yep. Have they been to a third? Somewhere yeah. along the way. Right, uh, the Dirty Bird dance, twenty eight to three, but I, I don't don't think they were the most storied franchise. Hmm. I went through the NFC. Do the commander commanders won? They've won. Yeah, the Super they won Bowl. four in a row. Yeah. Okay. So nobody there. They won four in a row. Yeah, pretty sure it was four in a row. Jeez. I don't think it's anybody in the AFC With South. Four different quarterbacks. AFC North ain't the Steelers, ain't the Ravens, not the Browns. Could be the Bengals. West is the Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. We know it's not any of those three. Who's Chargers. the other team in the West? The Chargers. Have the Chargers been to three? They haven't been to one since 95, and I don't know how many they went prior to that. All right, so, so we're between the Bengals and who was the other one? Falcons, that we, you mentioned. Yeah. I think it's Bengals. Uh, oh, gosh. I think I think Boomer went to two. All right, Bengals. It is the Bengals. Yeah, we go Come try to get me gone a Need to confirm that, Scoots. How many Super Bowls have the Bengals won? Uh, zero. Oh, mm. correct. Yeah. You, you can play the music if you want. <laughs> what do we got next, Corey? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, who is the last player to have a kickoff return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Was it Devin Hester for the Bears? I'm, we just got to 
I know Devin Hester happened, and that was in 08. Has there been another one since? That one was great because it was the opening kickoff. It was, it was electric. And it's kind of funny, though, because the two opening kickoffs and championship games I can remember, both teams got absolutely their teeth kicked in. Um, Ted Ginn did it for Ohio State, and they lost by a million to that Florida team. Um, so, huh. I can't think of another one. I do think there's been one since, but I don't remember who. Was it a kick, though? Maybe a punt. You had the James Harrison 100-yard fumble return. Just who, so you know. who was the the guy that played in the SEC that was with the Seahawks? Had the bra- I think he had some brain injuries. Oh. Some concussion stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Really fast. For the Seahawks? Mm-hmm. I I, if I can't think of him, then we got to default to Hester. We probably do because I can't. I think, the there's, been, I think there's been one since then. I think it was a Seahawks dude in like, what year did the Seahawks go to this? They went to a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, those were mid, it was like 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, the special teams I remember is like Chris Matthews recovering the onside kick, but that was the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they had, a, they had like a wide receiver that was a freak athlete that did more special team stuff. Um, and it's killing me, but I cannot think of his name. It was like... Oh, my gosh. I really wish one of you all would get it. Yeah, I, all right. I'm, I'm blanking. Let's just go with Hester and hope that we're right. TJ, you were on the right track. Percy Harvin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Percy Harvin. Percy See, Harvin. I didn't I didn't That's even know per- he played Percy for Harvin. Seattle. Yeah. Because yep. I, I, I remember him playing elsewhere. And the only reason I remember is because they made such a big deal. Was that the first since Devin Hester, or was the one in between then? Because Pro- that's the only reason right. I remember it almost being, is them being like, all right, new history since I'm, Devin Hester. But I, Didn't Jacoby Jones have one? The Ravens Niners, I think. Oh, well, wouldn't that have been... That would have been more recent. When was Ravers for, Ravens 49ers? Ten years ago. Well, when was the Seahawks? Ten years ago? Seahawks. So is- we had two back-to-back. Well, I, I I did not remember the Jacoby Jones one. Yep. Hmm. Um, but Percy Harvin, I could Man, not believe I could right not remember track, his yeah. name. I, just, I remember him Florida more than NFL. Does he have some injuries, some concussion problems? He did, and Stuff yeah. like that? He just was always injured. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a bummer. I wish we would have gotten that one. I felt like we were right there. Okay, what's next, Corey? This one's a number one, so just you know, be the closest to get it. Okay. What was the combined yards of total offense between the Patriots and Eagles in Super Bowl 52? Is it high scoring? Yeah. 832. Uh, 762. I'm going to go 950. It was an NFL record 1,151. Wow. Roush gets the closest. 613 for the Patriots, 538 for for the Eagles. A lot of offense. They say defense wins championships. Turns out Philly Philly specials win championships. Trevor Kelsey in the house for that Super Bowl. What are the most combined points scored in a Super Bowl? Uh, Who? Because we don't get a ton of shootouts. 74. Um, 69. Oh, nice. Man. Jinx. Yeah, I'm going to say that... Uh, You're just making a guess. 77. Uh, you, you two are so close. 75. Ooh, <sighs> Super Bowl though, so. 29. Niners beat the Chargers 49-26. to 26. A lot of points. Yeah, I'm... Uh, 
Old Cousin Jeff was in that game. All right, what do we got Uncle next, Jeff. Corey? What are the fewest combined points scored in a Super Bowl? Oh, um, 10. 9. 8. <laughs> 7. Uh, 13. So close. 16. Mm. Super Bowl 53. 13 to 3. Yep. They yep. just beat the Rams 13 to 3. Yeah, their game was 3 3 going in the fourth quarter. What a doozy. Yep. What do we got next? Name the only former UK player to be on a team that won two Super Bowls. Oh, damn it, Corey. If you, 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 ah, you, I need to know this. And if I don't get this right, so only one to win two Super Bowls? Yep. Okay. Roush, I can't believe you ain't spewed it out already. All right. So, <laughs> Corey and I, we were, it was in, a, it was Championship Sunday. And I was like, he shared a stat, and so we started texting back and forth about the stat because Mike Edwards can be the first Wildcat to win the Super Bowl with two different teams. Correct. Larry Seipel won two Super Bowls with the Dolphins. That's correct. Yeah! But the, the stat he had, there has been multiple cats to play in the Super Bowl for two different teams. His most recently Jacob Tammy, but I don't. he didn't win either of them, and a couple other guys didn't win them. So, boom. Uh, you actually just stole my next question, so I'm not even going to ask. Oh. You. Uh, name the last former UK player to have a passing attempt, a rushing attempt, or a reception in a Super Bowl. Either of, of those three. Chris Matthews? Because that, that would be more recent than Cobb. Uh, Cobb never played in a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. He was the, he got there the year after. Yeah. Um, Wow, Aaron Rodgers really let him down. Um, Mike McCarthy and Matt Lafleur more than more so. Okay, that okay. Uh, I I, I can't think of anybody besides Chris Matthews. Although I feel like maybe there's just going to be a surprise answer. And Jacob Tamey was injured, didn't play for the Falcons in that game, even though he was part of the team that lost twenty eight to three. Yeah, I'll go. Well, I'll go Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews is right. Let's Whoa! go. All right. When the devil comes trying to get me, gonna praise the Lord. Last one. So, counting this year, the last 10, so from tw- from 2015 on, there have been 15 different people or groups perform at halftime. Can you just name as many of the 15 as? Bruno Mars. Although uh, that may have been outside that. that yeah, room. you might have. Just started Bruno off. was, I think, 2014. So yeah. just, just outside. Rady Gaga. Yeah, There's one. one. Yep. Rihanna. Uh, Rihanna. Rihanna. Yep, that's two. Uh, Katy Perry. Kate, that's three, yep. She did the uh, Minnesota. She was on yeah. the Lion. Justin, no, Justin Timberlake, two. He did yeah. Minnesota. That's yeah. that's yeah. I got it mixed up. That's that's four. Uh, uh, the Weeknd was the most recent, if I'm not mistaken. That's five. Uh, 50 Cent. Are you going to count secondary, tertiary ones? I'm not kind of <laughs> who, who is the headliner of that one? Rihanna, right? Because it was like all early generation. No, because they just did like a hip hop from like like Dr. Dre. Uh, so you count Dr. Dre? Dre at six. Oh, okay. Because it was like Dre, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is seven. This may be outside the window too, but was Shakira on there? Yeah. Shakira. Uh, Shakira's on there. That's eight. Was that the same year that they Lopez? did Maroon 5? See, don't they have multiple Lopez people? It is nine. Yep. Well, see, and they All usually. Right, well, then Maroon Five also at some point did something. Maroon Five, that's ten. Jeez. I think of the bands my life, my wife. Five more. Likes. Uh, I, that may be it for me. 
you all named the ones I probably would have gotten, and then I pulled those two out of well, my butt. Who's so. doing it this year? Oh, you, this year, Usher. Kenny Usher? Yeah. yeah that's uh, what you want to the Beyonce, no, Beyonce did one too. Yeah, because yeah. she did the marching band came out. Not in, not since 2015. Man, that shows you how little of Beyonce music. All right, I just, I don't too. know if they did it or not, but did Coldplay do one? Because I didn't <laughs> yes, mention them. Coldplay. Because I got to mention my wife's favorite band. That's 12. There are three, three left. Uh, Have they not done a country music thing? Not that I can recall. Huh? What's up with that? Why wouldn't they do a country one? I don't know. Are there any old rock rock and roll guys that have done it recently? I'll say the, these these last three performed with Dre and Snoop. Oh, uh, yeah. Did one of you all say Eminem? Eminem. Eminem. That's that's thirteen. Two more. Fifty Cent did with Dre and Snoop. I thought he he wasn't listed. So huh. I don't know. Who, what year was the Dre and Snoop? Who was, it was popular? It was, back Cal, then? it was L.A. It was in California because they did California. Think of it like another rapper. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yep, 14. That was impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Think of another rapper. Name's the other rapper. Boom. <laughs> One more. Oh, man. Come on. Who would have been the... Was yeah, it that's all? a lot of boys. I would think it'd probably be a girl. J. Cole? With it, no, it wouldn't be J. Cole. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem... Missy oh, Elliott. Missy Elliott. There, Missy has Elliott. To be, there has to be a woman. Yeah, Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott blew up, but it that was the Katy Perry one. Not Missy Elliott. Oh. Yeah. Um, Shania Twain. Nick, Nicki Minaj. Uh, nope. Who is? So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like some older in that generation. Who? Who is? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm done. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right with woman, but you I, know what? You know. I wouldn't have gotten Mary J. Blige. 14 of 15. We're playing. Yeah. 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 Oh, we forgot about Mary J. Blige. Imagine that. Somebody forgetting about Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Shocker. People forget about Mary J. Blige. All right, Corey. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Well, see you later. <laughs> who, who, who do you think is going to win? Who do you got Sunday? Uh, I want Chiefs to win because of uh, Mike. Uh, so. What's your favorite prop bet? I, I know you're not a gambling man. I haven't even looked, honestly. I don't know. But, like, what would you think would be a fun prop bet? Like, the Gatorade color of the sure. winning team? Yeah, why not? What color underwear Andy Reid's wearing? You mm. know, just the normal goof. Is he wearing any? The, <laughs> that's that's the that's the big moneymaker there, is the no underwear option. The, at plus 1,200. There's a proposed to Taylor Swift prop bet on the field after the uh, game. What would that juice would have to the, be like? The thing is, is plus twenty thousand. I think it's only in offshore ones, um, and it's if they win. But it was it was like minus one eighty or something. Where I was like, for no, I was like, wow, that juice is. Yeah, I feel like the odds would more likely be no. It's uh, not going to happen because Taylor Swift, after the Super Bowl, goes over to Europe, and word is that Travis, or, yeah, Travis is going to travel with her. So think of all the romantic spots he can propose over there. It's going to be no. Do you think she has any, like, hey, we're doing a European tour together, or he's going to come with me on my European tour. He's going to be doing activities. He's got to get stuff planned. But I don't want to come bring that up to him during a Super Bowl prep. Like, do you think that's it? Like, hey, honey, do you want to go see the castles in Germany, or do you want to go take a tour down the Rhine? And or is that the river in Germany? Yep. Yeah. Uh, or France, maybe? Like, well, regardless, you know, it's a river. Danube. There's, there's Danube, a big one. We'll go with that yeah. one, sure. Yeah. Um, the and, and Volga. Be like, well, sorry, I'm prepping for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I can't answer your stupid fantasy land questions. 
No, I would think he would invite those because distractions are probably good. Like, I don't want to have to worry about the 49ers defense. Let me, like, like, like if he's spending time with her, that's he's off the clock anyway. Like, you would think he would do his football at the facility, and then once he leaves work, he leaves work. Because I, I would think with most of those players, it's more difficult to, like, you would welcome things to not think about the biggest game of your life. And she's coming straight from Japan to get over here? Yep. Scoots? That's, that's the word. Yep. I was going to say, do you think they spend the night together the night before the Super Bowl? No. I think she's going to be cutting it close maybe five hours before game time. Supposed to be getting there around noon. Does she see him before the game? I would say so. Like a pregame smooch? I would say so. Would you like a pregame smooch from Taylor Swift? Of course, yes. Scoots, uh, Europe is nice, but what's more romantic than uh, Vegas? Mm. It's true. I proposed to my wife in Vegas. Did you really? Yeah, at the the Bellagio, where they're doing all that stuff out in front. Yeah, just we didn't get married in Vegas. Right in front of the tower or the waterfall. And the most romantic thing that weekend was Malik Monk scoring forty seven points against UNC <sighs> the following day. So romantic. That was a great weekend. A lot of fun. She said yes. And then the cats beat the heels without an official ruining their season. That would just happen a few months later, Corey Price. <laughs> That's right. Luke Luke May, you know. Luke May. Uh, let's get to some of the grab and go textures. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Also, the orange big man went 8 of 10 from 3. I think you stuck him in an open gym just by himself. He isn't making 8 out of 10 from deep, let alone... Oh, is this a UofL fan? Seems like it. Got a feel for KP after that one. Louisville scored 92 points in the Carrier Dome on 52-44 splits and lost over the Zebras. That hurts. Yeah, I just don't know if you can make a case that the officials caused UofL to lose that game. UK would know about scoring 92 and, and uh, losing. Actually, yeah, we do, actually, unfortunately. Uh, John here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, I was at the Aces-Bradley game last night. I got another golden clip from the game. The clip involved Gandalf and a bird, and I do not mean the bird that has wings. So tell me, KRC crew, what are some funny things you've seen at games, and did you happen to catch it on video? We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, I'm pretty sure Evansville, didn't they get the win? Like in dramatic fashion? Yeah. yeah, and I don't really totally understand what you're referencing with, with the Jumbotron <laughs> with Gandalf and a middle finger or something like that. But I love that Rupp Arena does the food, the, the reverse snack food. Words, Kim. I hope I get on that, and I hope I have a ginormous hot dog. <laughs> it's so unsettling to see food exiting someone's mouth like that. It's weird. It, it it's is. It's so bizarre. And whoever came up with that idea, well done. Just. It's- yeah, I, I think it's always a, a good they time. They did that with Jay Billis's ice cream at the Florida game, which, TJ, I did share that on here, right, that I've, I've backtracked on that? Yes, you, yeah, you admitted the ice cream was take. good. Yeah. That was big of you. You you are not you don't really have a history of, of taking it. I'm you, very you stubborn can, yeah, for a lot you, of you things. You can dig your heels in, so that was big of you to do that. I think the ice cream's good. Now, again, if you're expecting more than soft-serve ice cream, you're going to be disappointed because at the end of the day, that's what it is. I do think it's a little bit better than your average run-of-the-mill soft-serve ice cream. So, yes. It's yummy. I'll be there on Saturday. Scoots, any gimmicks at games that you like to see? I always love the ball under the hat or like the shuffle oh, game. Those Give me are a great. shuffle game. Yeah, Scoots? yeah. No, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But did I see that the uh, the unicycle lady was at UK this weekend? The, she was at Vandy. Lady? Yeah, I think she's at Vandy. Oh yeah, Vandy. Yeah, that's right. That was caller by her name. The Red Panda. Wednesday night though, they had the little Chihuahua that 
does the tricks. Yeah. And that that is a that's great entertainment. Firecrackers though, number one. They're the best. Yeah. yeah. We'll continue this conversation. Thanks, Corey. We were into hour one, hour two coming up next, but you have a good weekend, buddy. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, nothing tops the dog pooping on the floor at Louisville. You're, by the way. You you're a big fan of that. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, hour number two coming up next. Thanks to Corey Price for trivia Thursday. Just talking about two lonely people who might reach a little understanding. I'm not talking about knocking out heaven with whether we're wrong or we're right. I'm not talking about hooking up and hanging out. I'm just over. You say over? I heard no family. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanks again to Corey Price. He will tweet out the link to that trivia segment if you didn't get to hear it in hour number one. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at CoreyP08 on, I guess we should just start calling it X. X going to give it to you. I'm going to try to make a mental note to do that. The sale's going to give it to X tomorrow night. It's its name. We should just call it. Where's that game at? Uh, St. X. Oh, good. So they can get in more than uh, 20 people to the game. That's nice. Uh, you know. Get lots of people into sales. Great atmosphere, great environment to watch. Spe- especially behind the benches. Yeah, there's uh, what I what I appreciate about the sales gym because there is just one row behind the benches, mm-hmm. and behind the sales, it's just the same old guys that have been since I was in high school. It's just like the behind the sales bench. Yeah, same old Are same they old guys. Tickets? Do you have to buy those seats? No, it's just their seats. They they were grads in the seventies, and they come by and now. Now, like some people my age now join them, right? Some of the younger. We'll but it's the same same old crew. That's just that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I like making fun of poking good clean fun at the sales, but I actually like that. That's that's sweet. That's nice. Well, cool. That's tomorrow night. Yeah, that's uh, Friday uh, night. Shockingly, I don't think I have any plans. Are we going? You got something going no, on? No, I I gotta just like, hey wife, can I go? Which I think she'll probably say yes. So yeah. Same with me. I'd go. I've been wanting to get out to a game anyways, ideally a game at St. X or a gym close to me that's big. I don't want to be crammed for a high school game. I, yeah, know. no, I, I feel that. And uh, St. X is good this year, too. Like St. X and DeSales are probably top three uh, teams to win their region, respectively. Maybe not the team to beat, but they're definitely top three or four in, in, in each the of their regions. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd be down. We, okay. can, talk, we can talk about okay. that. Yeah, I, got the, talk about it. I got the TJ Corey Price Bowl on Monday. Oh, well, say next mail on Monday, yeah. calling the game? Yep. Do you need any guest contributors? Because I know some grads from that school that might want to come help talk ball with you. Think think we're all good, but I appreciate the offer. Oh. Who's we? Uh, I'm with uh, Glycod for this broadcast. But is, are you alone? No, I've got a color guy, got a well, producer, got a camera guy. Scoots. I'm all, I'm all set. Okay, color commentator, sure. TJ. Who is the color commentator? I uh, don't really know. Somebody I've never worked with. So we'll, uh, see. well, I know somebody you've worked with that went to that school. Worked mm. with them quite a bit. Have some great on-air chemistry. <laughs> That's debatable. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the text line. 
Yeah, high school basketball heating up. Really, college basketball is is all the way heated. It's it's turned all the way up. How nice has it been to be able to grill this week with the weather? How how it's been this winter, and then you get nice days. And I'm just like oh, taking advantage. Put of, the sunglasses on. Get the, outside. Oh yeah, the shady rays. They're wonderful. If you don't have a pair mm-hmm. of shady rays, just you're missing out. Collect collect a couple because they are great. Uh, it's a wonderful accessory and. Uh, Man, there's just nothing like going on a nice little stroll with your Shady Rays on. And when you use promo code Big X, you get 40% off at checkout. Know a lot of folks do. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't see a golf ball if I don't have my Shady Rays on. So before you get out there and hit the links, make sure you're rocking your Shady Rays. Promo code Big X at ShadyRays.com. Man, it is going to be in the 60s in Lexington Friday and Saturday. That that crowd, it's gonna be a fun one. And it was a good one for it. Ruff's had good crowds all season. The team hasn't always lived up to the crowd. But think of a semi big game this year, Roush, that didn't have a good Rupp Arena crowd. Rupp gets pooped on unnecessarily far too often. And yes, there's a bunch of old people with money that sit near the floor. We like to have nice things for our basketball program. They're the people that are funding it. So if they want to sit on their butts and not stand up and go bonkers. That's all right. The sound should carry from other parts of the building, and it does more times than not. Rupp is a great atmosphere. It's one of the best atmospheres in college basketball, and it'll be another good one on Saturday. But I also know, like, even with the, I, I just think with the weather being nice, I noticed a correlation between weather and UK crowds and games. I think that's just human nature too. Like people are happier when the weather's nicer. Uh, I think Saturday yeah. is going to be a fun one. I'm happy I'm going to be in the building. I need people to tell me their favorite UK concession sand food because I'm going to get it. Not all of it, but whatever the consensus is. They do have uh, nachos and a basketball now. Yeah, you've got to get them while supplies last, though. I think in the Miami game, they were out by the time we went around. uh, At least out of the little basketball. I think the other thing, too, with the 4 o'clock tip-off, you get uh, a crowd that pre-games a little bit, and then they probably got dinner plans afterwards. That's a great great Saturday. Uh, It's kind of what we have going on, although... We were going to stay the night, pregnant wife, not as crazy about staying the night, which I do get. Huh. Her idea is like, we can just Drive leave home. whenever you want. Right. But. So the, the the ride is a little sobering. It wasn't like, you know, I just felt like let's, we're about to have another baby. Let's just have a night. You know, let's like, huh. have, let's do something different. Sleep in a different bed. And, uh, but if she doesn't want to. Then, yeah. She's the person that's seven months, eight months pregnant. So she's going to, it's just nice enough to probably actually get her to Lexington to go to a game. She's not a UK fan either. So, uh, but I would like to say the night. I'm pumped. And you're right. There's there's also uh, dinner. You get drinks before, dinner after. Can, At four o'clock time, maybe isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, John Calipari on his show last night, I, I the, there was clearly a theme on his show about kind of, Hey, if you want to be miserable, go ahead, be miserable. The doom and gloomers. I think he said doom and gloomers like five times. Go ahead. But this team's fun. We've got a month to figure it out. Uh, I'm not trading my team for anybody. You know, he was he was really not stealing my joy. Cal needs to cool it with like the criticism stuff. Well, it, I, I I love we love Cal, but like Roush, I think it is show he's showing his cards a little bit, and I don't like the cards that I'm seeing. Like, he's accidentally, you know, you you do poker on Thursdays a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You'll have the drunk friend sometimes that's maybe, like, showing his cards quite literally a little too much. And yep. you don't want to cheat, but sometimes you can't help Who's where your eyes look. telling you when he bluffs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Cal's kind of doing that with this stuff. And what I mean by that is not so he's he can say whatever. I, I'm not getting worked up over what Cal says at press conferences. He can say whatever he wants. I think there was one time this year we got a little worked up over something he said at the press conference. He was he was funny last night when he said, uh, "We had the day off, so don't get mad when I say that I, I haven't that was, seen I, him." I, I thought that, that was, was funny. that was great. That, so this it was good me, that he was self aware in that regard. This isn't me getting worked up over the things that he says or doesn't say. But when he spends time, you know, let's not be let's not acknowledging the haters. Yeah, when he's doing that, Roush, it makes me worry that his like head isn't in the right space. And in the Florida game, and especially in the Tennessee game, especially in the Tennessee game, not as much in the Florida game, but you did see a little bit of it. He's doing kind of like crazy lose control cal on the sidelines, melting down at officials. And that is a nervous anxious, not confident Calipari. That cow, the one who is just going ballistic. It's almost like I don't have the answers. So to show, to to cover up the fact I may not have the answers, I'm talking about a specific game. I'm not talking on the season. Uh, we'll see if they can get this defense figured out. But in that specific game, just nothing really was, like Tennessee was better and they were going to beat you. Um, so Cal defaulted to, to show my interest. I'm going to go off on the officials here instead of coaching up my guys and figuring things out and doing something that works. And then when you hear him do the post-game press conference about like, hey, guys, you know, Cal, and I I say this lovingly, people won't be critical if you win. People weren't critical Tuesday night, were they? You just came off a a, a two-game losing streak, which in U.K. basketball standards should have people frustrated and should have people upset. And you just did what you were supposed to do against Vandy, and every, it's like all's forgiven, Roush. And I'm okay with that. That That's where I would like things to be. This is a huge game on Saturday. You win that, a 2-0 week. You should be back in the top 15, and things are all right. You got the rest of the season, which we're going to talk about here in a moment, the rest of the schedule and whatnot. But everything would still be out in front of you. That two-game losing streak would be nothing. But when he spends time doing the analyzing, critical, I just think he's in the wrong, his head's in the wrong space. With, this with, UK fan base will be all in if you just win, and we just want this team to win. It, some of it, uh, uh, I do understand just from a competitive standpoint where he, he's always had the faith in his team, and he's, this is almost his way of defending them a little bit. Um, but to go back to what we were talking about with the arena and the atmosphere, I think the most negative fans are the ones who don't actually get to watch the team in person because it's, well, yes, leaving the game sucks after a loss, which I had to unfortunately do last week. There is an aspect of just like, it's so much fun watching them in person and being there and just getting caught up in it that it's, I think it's harder to be more critical when you're there having fun, rooting your team on loudly screaming like that. That whole bit, right? Like it, it's harder to just be like, I'm I'm done with this team. Blah, 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 blah. I think it's just easy to do when you just sit back um and you're a you're a couch coach, if you will. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And the majority of the fan base doesn't get to go to games. Uh, I just when I bought tickets for the Gonzaga game, I was like, Oh, I can see why a lot of people don't get to go to games. It's you if you want Good seats? You can be paying UK football season ticket prices for good seats for just one UK basketball game. Uh, that's a whole different conversation for another day about the Calipari stuff. Like, is it time to move on from him? I'm sick of this. 
as long as that arena is being full and being filled, I should say, and is full, it may make things easier for Mitch for what it's worth. And that's not an indication to protest or anything like that. I can't wait to see this team. I think you can make a case this is one of the more intriguing or exciting or electric UK basketball teams to play in our lifetime. I don't, they are not the best, far from the best, but offensively they're probably the best. And that makes for a fun, entertaining viewing experience. So people are still going to the games. I just want that we're, we're kind of lumping in a bunch of different conversations right, in, right, in, into yeah. one. When you said that's kind of Cal's way of defending his guys, I'm cool with that. He should defend his guys. Again, I'm not getting worked up over things that he says or doesn't say, but just go win. That's the way that you want to defend your guys, put them in a good position to win. Mm -hmm. Have them in a game plan to win. Let them know what the opposing team's going to try to do and win. I do like all of his talking points about effort, energy. Now, yeah. you could make a case that, like... So there was some fake dives on the floor, too, Robert, which I... Calling out old Robert Dillingham, <laughs> my guy. He, he dropped 35 just like that, and you're still calling him out for his fake little dives, which he did do. Uh, he, he is guilty of <laughs> doing that. But you know that. what? It's, he's like, I'd rather see them doing that than not. And some people may say, I, you know, you shouldn't like that he's having to say that stuff out loud in February, and that stuff should be a given before the season even starts. I'm with you, but you know what? It hasn't been a given with this group. But I think with this group, they, they seem immature-ish in this way, where it's like, Roush, you're talking to a group of fifth graders, where it's like, hey, guys, after the shot goes up, everybody go rebound. Every Blake, go rebound. And then on this group, it's like, hey, guys, ball on the floor. We need everybody to dive. All right? You got to get on the floor. Grab on this with stuff. two hands. Which yeah. are, like Those are basic things, but some of these guys, they've been so good that they haven't had to do the basic things well. Now, granted, I think when you're telling them that and you're looking them in the eyes, which I've, of course, done with this basketball team who hasn't seen me on the sidelines this season, but I think when you make it a point of emphasis and you pound it over their head with it, I think they do it, Roush. You'll have a few outliers. You'll have a few slip-ups. They're like puppy dogs. Sometimes you think they're potty trained, and they'll still have a mess in the house. But I think they do it as long as you stay focused on them. And I think Cal's now taking that initiative to be like, all right, the hustle stuff, that's a, that is a good way to shoot ourselves in the foot, self-inflicted wound that we don't need to have. Play hard. Go do the 50-50 balls. Because that costs you the Tennessee game. Dillingham was good enough against Tennessee where – Maybe you win that game if yeah. you're much tougher. You at least have a chance. If you get those 50-50 balls, you limit Tennessee's second-chance points, you give yourself probably a chance at the under four where you didn't really have that regardless. So I think Cal realizes that. And the margin for error for this team, we've said it all season, it's pretty thin when you're this bad defensively. Yeah, the offense is really, really good, and you can still even win not having an amazing offensive game but if you don't have amazing offensive game, your defense is bad, and you allow the opposing team to have a bunch of the 50-50 balls and second-chance points, you're probably going to lose. So I, I like that Cal's doing that. Focus on your team. Don't focus on the fans. Don't worry about if people are getting upset after losses. This is Locke actually had a good tweet, if you can believe it. No. If you can believe it. Not Locke. And, of course, like, you know, he said it. He always, Everything comes off so snarky with him. I, I, I love Locke, but it's always like, Maybe I just read it in Locke's tone, and that's and it's a me thing. You just hear him in like that. Hey, Cal, <laughs> if you lose games at UK, you get crushed by BBN. That's how this works. So you cannot move on now. Con con conversely, if you win, you get worshipped like no other. That's the deal you make when you take this job. Oh, it goes on. Oh, but how does he not realize it after this long? 
but his point it's, is true. Yeah. The yeah. sentiment's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cal, it's UK. People are going to go crazy when things aren't going well. And they're going to go crazy when things are going well. They And when things are going right, it's the most, like, l- ludicrous fan base out there, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, don't worry about the fans. Worry about your team. The officials are out to get you. I buy into that conspiracy. I think it. I know it. But they probably are against you because you just rail them for 40 minutes each and every game. Just give them a break. Call them out when you need to. If you want to do the old technical thing, I kind of trust him in that those situations. But focus on your team. This team needs coaching. Like, they need to constantly be told what to do in those huddles. So stick on them. Quit with the officials. Let's head back to the Thornton stacks line. Oh, one uh, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's has, the number. Has Scoots learned the unforgivable curses yet? That's a good question Ooh, about Harry have, Potter. Have, and Scoots. have you learned them yet, Scoots? I don't video game think so. Maybe one of them. You're, I don't. I definitely haven't learned all of them. Why would you? They're unforgivable, though. You don't want to. Well, some people you want to use an unforgivable curse on. Remember which, the unforgivable YouTube videos? On chicken sandwich, waffle fries, Some waffle fries. Gosh, I, I had a group of friends that would just watch. That was like early YouTube days. Oh, they yeah, would just yeah. watch that nonstop. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to talk that way, but the video's not changing. So, like, we, we could stop watching this video. <laughs> the black that, and white video in the woods. Oh, man. That, uh, what are what that guy's doing? And it's got to be pre monetization, too. So he just got super famous, but didn't make any money off. 24 million views. Jeez. The best ones would be when he'd break in the video a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, you're, you're familiar with those, right? Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Oh, early internet. Great times. Uh, another morning texter says, Corey, how do you think you do on Jeopardy? Mm. Corey? Corey's a quiet no, fella. No thoughts, Corey? I do think that the thing about Jeopardy that I learned from James Holtzauer is that the best players know a little bit about everything because there's so many diverse topics. I think Corey knows a lot about sports. I don't. I'm, I wonder what his his diversity of knowledge is. How how wide ranging can he be? Because this is a whole tower. He was said he would read uh, to prepare. He would go to the library and get uh, basically a middle school. Not textbook, but kind of like a middle school level reading on like various science topics and all this sort of stuff. And he would just kind of nerd just so he could have a baseline knowledge of a bunch of different facts. And it's very stored up with all the stuff in his brain. People like him, they work very hard and they're very smart for a reason. But like their memory attention, retention, I should say, is what may, what separates yeah. them. Yeah. Like they have photographic memories or if not photographic, at least just with the well they can pour from of that knowledge is where mm-hmm. that's one thing I noticed. I love, we play trivia pretty much every night, whether it's jeopardy or some sort of form of the dozen trivia or something like that, but it's just kind of our background. Mm-hmm. One thing I'd noticed Roush is if I ever wanted to be better at trivia and actually grow as a trivia player, which I don't care to do, I do have some church trivia coming up in the future, which I'm always excited. Nice. Those are always fun. I've never done one. It's, it's some, they're like, like the church picnics, but in the winter, you right? Know? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that it, it just, Oh, you got to go to one. The day it happens, I'm like, oh, wow. I wish I would have known about it and planned it out and done this. You should at your church. You'd have a you'd have a blast. They can get rowdy. They're competitive. They're, they're fun. usually BYOB too. Yeah, and they yeah. have like a theme or something like that. Yeah. But I never when I get I just try to get the question right, and I never really care to know what like the 
the wrong if if I don't get it right, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't get it right. And I'll look and see what the right answer is. I need to start trying to retain that stuff. Got you. Got you. That is the best way to probably learn new useless facts is mm-hmm. like what you see on Jeopardy. It's true. Yeah. You get a wealth of knowledge. I used to be a Wheel of Fortune guy. I haven't watched Wheel of Fortune in years. Unless like I just catch it at the end. But I, I could go win money on Wheel of Fortune. Did you all see the video last week of the girl? She had pre-recorded a bunch of Wheel of Fortunes and watched them, and she was sitting in the room with her grandma. And I, ha- I did see that. Grandma thought she was just a genius. Yeah, she. There'd be like three letters shown on like a on like a four-word sentence, and she'd just be like walking the dog after work <laughs> and it'd be like you know eventually it'd play out to where it's that and the grandma would just give her like the the meanest looks possible like are you a witch like what did ha- what happened here yeah scoots those are fun videos for sure we'll just go ahead and we're, these aren't morning grab and go texters but it's relevant to our conversation then 50 cent definitely did it they made fun of him for hanging upside down during the performance yeah 50 cent was a thousand percent in the snoop dog dre super bowl he was hanging upside down when he made his appearance yeah that that was the most memorable part of it but i guess because he only did one song he didn't get mentioned as a headliner or something like that but yeah um i wonder i wonder usher's got to bring up ludicrous right what is his first word going to be you can bet on that i think it's going to be vegas or what's up vegas what if it was just yeah, that's one of them. You can get that. That's fun. Betting on the halftime show. All right, how many prop bets are you all going to make, Scoots and Roush? Prop this, this weekend when it's all said and done, how many prop bets are you getting in? Mine will be less than five. It'll probably be around that. Because I want less than five. Yeah, I'm not a big Super Bowl prop guy. I used to be, but now that I can, I'm make gonna throw a dollar on this. I'll throw a dollar on that. When I use before gambling was legal, I would do a bunch of them but now that i can just bet on the actual uh, the game you know and take like like i i feel like i bet on props every weekend when i make single game parlays and stuff like that so i'll do a single game parlay and i'll probably do a couple silly bets um maybe bet on the coin toss with a friend just take the vegas juice out of it you know that's a good point yeah usher's first song performed my way the heavy vegas favorite at minus 120 my way really his first how does that one one go i think that was like his first ever hit and i'm pretty sure it's really slow the second favorite is omg at plus 175 and then a huge drop off to yeah at plus 700 oh that'll be love in the club plus 700 dj got us fallen in love usher usher falls in love in the club seemingly easy well alcohol do that i would think omg would because that's a good like get the everybody fired up and they're kind of clapping their hands and everything that 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 one even though it's a shorter price makes the most sense for me yeah that's gonna be fun love love me some usher i'll i'll probably do close to like 10 and then the super bowl party that we usually go to will i'll make this was before sports betting was legal i would just make like a Get a big poster board and then 50-50 props, basically. Like heads or tails, and then people could put their initials on one side and then you go down the list of all of it. Like what color, yeah. you know, who's gonna be winning at halftime? That would that was a fun game to play. So this Super Bowl like parties. The best game you can play is be the MVP of the dinner. Yeah. We um of the snacks. We're we're hosting a small get together. I'm not calling it a Super Bowl party. Oh. But Thanks for the invite. 
that's what I mean. It's a smaller get together. It's mostly because I know kids are going to go to bed. At least one kid, baby, is going to go to bed at halftime. And we've done the. That's the hard part about the six thirty. Just figuring out bedtimes, and all that stuff over the years. So we're it's, it's we're you know it's like four or five couples or whatever. It's going to be smallish, but that's what I'm most focused on. Do I make a chili or do I go with boneless wings? Because boneless wings are easy. We got them. They're frozen. You throw them in the oven and stick them in a crock pot. Great, easy. I think I think it's a very crowd friendly thing. But so is chili. So I don't I don't know. I. I, I- what would you prefer? I would prefer just boneless wings. Okay. Chili, I, I think most people would. Chili, chili, chili is great. I've got nothing against chili, but I just don't think chili's the play at a Super Bowl. And I know there's so many people that are just like screaming, disagreeing with me. Chili's just heavy to me. See, that's the. Mine Super is, Bowl, I, I want to pick. Yes, I want a little I want this. A lot I want a little of, that. A lot of different things. And I know people are listening and they're like, well, you just get a small bowl of chili. And yeah, it's nice. And it, everybody gets a little small bowl of chili. I'd never do a small bowl of chili. Make both, Ralph. Yeah. Scoot said make both. Yeah, but... Don't I, be so lazy. Make no, both. No, you, Suck it, buddy. If you got leftovers, you can bring it in for me. It's all good. That is the the greatest argument against it. It's like, oh, if you've got extra chili, like you're just going to eat it for a week. So what? So that is that is a de- not the worst argument, Scoots. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, I think the real, the real way to be a great host, though, is to, to get Salsaritas. That's the best. Whether wings, chili, that you, you need sides, you need dips, you need, you need chips. nachos. Why not get the why can I get the chips that are the most wildly addictive in the city of Louisville? They're going to give you so many. Five dollars off three amigos. The three amigos is six, three sixteen ounces of whatever you want: guacamole, queso, hot spicy salsa, medium salsa, whatever you're in the mood for. They're getting five dollars off with the promo code Three Amigos on the Salsaritas app. Go to Salsaritas today. Get them for lunch, dinner. Perfect for the family. Kid wants this thing. You want this thing. Dad wants this thing. Mom wants that. Whatever it may be, everybody can be happy at a Salsaritas near you. Check them out today. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the podcast texters. This is Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. She's a hottie. She got a smoking little body. Strang bikini and a bombard tat. She's a rockin' that cowboy hat. Hottie, she's a hottie. And just a little bit naughty. Singing kaya, diggy, diggy, kaya, diggy, diggy, diggy. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen get the text into the Thornton's text line. Don't forget your Shady Rays on such a nice, beautiful, sunny day and hit up Salsaritas for lunch or dinner. I think we've checked all the boxes. If you want to advertise with Kentucky Roll Call, reach out to any of us. This is always a fun time of the year, March Madness rolling around. Roush, I am thinking Kentucky's probably going to be playing on Thursday in the SEC tournament. I'm not. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not there. So, uh, 
plenty of basketball to be played, but two games out of the double bye as it stands right now with several teams in the hunt right behind you also. One, I, I think one, two, three, Alabama four, is fraudulent. Um, they're they're a prolific scoring team, similar to Kentucky, but that's going to catch up with them. Um, and I think Auburn. the The thing that worries me is just it's like it feels like any big game that Auburn has, they get to play in that Cracker Jack Arena with that's loaded to the brim. That's the only part that worries me. But no, I I, I think Kentucky can still. I think I'm telling you, there's a chance because there's. These teams are going to lose. Uh, after watching more and more guys go down, I'm I'm confident that the schedule SEC. You got Gonzaga Saturday, not an SEC game. Mississippi coming to Rupp Arena on a little Tuesday late night 9 p.m. game. Auburn at Auburn at LSU, Alabama at Rupp at Mississippi State, Arkansas. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. So let's say you lose at Auburn and at Tennessee because I think you do. Yeah. So now, what I would want in those games for UK, be in it at the under four and see if you can steal one of them. You steal one of those two. Mm, that'll be a lot of fun. I really do think they can steal the Tennessee game. It's I tough, mean, it's I, tough I, saying. I mean, you got to see them when they're healthy. I've said right. it. I've, gosh, I'm so sick of saying that, but I've said it a million times. Yeah. But I mean, it, when they're it, healthy, it, potentially. I mean, our. Josiah Jordan James and Ziggler and Viscovi, are they all going to play that great again? You know. But will you get Dalton Connect not putting up a ton of points? I think right, he had 27 that, last night, 28. I think last Kentucky night. can beat them with Connect playing well and everybody else not. So, but let's just say they get to six losses. Let's say those those two are, you know, they'll, they'll be underdogs in both those games, understandably and rightfully so. Four teams right now are, have two losses that are all tied at the top of the league. And then it's just a clear separation drop off to Kentucky with four losses. Your tricky home games, if you will, would be considered Ole Miss and Alabama, Arkansas and Vandy. I mean, those are you. You could have several people out. You'd need to win both those, but you got to take care of business in Ole Miss and Alabama. So then it really comes down to Roush at LSU and at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, you've already beaten this season. Yeah, you sh- you should beat them at LSU. LSU's twelve and ten on the year. You win both those games, Roush. I agree with you. This team should be good enough to get a double bye. Four law lo- or at that point six losses. I-, I think, and you'd have the you you'd would, have the tiebreaker over Alabama. You wouldn't right. have the tiebreaker over South Carolina. That, that's the one. You I'm, wouldn't have the tiebreaker over Auburn, and you wouldn't have the tiebreaker over re- Tennessee. Really, uh, it it's betting on Alabama to be fraudulent. Um, you get them at home. Now they got Tennessee at home. You need them to slip up when they go to Ole Miss. Oh, and two overtime games, and Kentucky is sitting at the top of the conference. A&M and Florida just go different. Kentucky is your SEC leaders right now, also 18-4 and four on the season. 18-4 and four versus 16-6. and 8-2 so and two versus 6-4. and four. Ah, those games. They're frustrating. It- we knew them at the time, and they're, they're haunting us still. But South Carolina, they're going to go to Auburn and take a loss next week. Um Need, we what we need here in a lot of these instances we need Ole Miss to not be frauds and win their games at home against good teams and they need it too right for their resume because I think they're a fine team but they just don't they I don't do they have a quad one win yet I mean that very light schedule good Auburn? record uh, Ole Miss oh they yeah. they just their schedule they haven't 
Ain't playing nobody, Paul. Yeah, you got to beat them at Rupp Arena, though, and you gotta you gotta beat Alabama at Rupp Arena, and then those LSU Mississippi State games. Goodness gracious, who would have thought they could be so crucial? But those will be big ones. They'll be big ones from an SEC standpoint, obviously. But NCAA tournament. If you win those games, you're not going to get a great deal of credit for them. But if you avoid losses, that's where the win is in, in the not dropping. Because every team on the road this year, with with maybe just a couple exceptions, they're they're taking losses. Uh, so you avoid those. Avoid those and everything will be all right. All right, let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, I think we finished yesterday. Yep, we did. Because, uh, yeah, we just cleansed the text line. So starting from the top, Dusty May is nailed on for that Michigan or Ohio State job. Interesting. Uh, Michigan, 9-15 and 15 Michigan beat Wisconsin last night. Another Yeah. Another number, team. Number that, 11, Wisconsin. Yep. Kentucky. Kentucky's probably fighting Wisconsin. Right? Like They're probably similar seed lines. So that was good to see. Yeah, and I, I will. It's kind of like. It's not a good thing. I'd never wish for it. But when you do stack up some losses, you don't really have to worry about like, all right, to be a one seed or two seed, you can get that city or this city. You get to a point where it's just like, all right, you know, you're not going to get any sort of geographical preference. You're just working now on moving up the seed line. Right. Uh, So don't really care about who Kentucky's competing with for geographic spots at this point. Maybe we'll get back to that if UK can get really, really hot. Now it's more so. Now it's like three. Can you, if you're a four, can you move up to a three? Yeah. And I think right now Kentucky's probably a five. A win against Gonzaga, you'll be a comfortable four flirting with a three. Plenty of room to move up from that standpoint. When are they doing the pre? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Be on that. I always yes. like to be on that because it shows where you stand at that, and you can kind of, all right, you only lost one game from that thing. Well, you know that you're probably up five, six, seven spots, whatever it may be. You've lost several times. Well, you know if that's where you were going into that and you've lost several times since then, well, you know that you're not, no longer going to be at that spot either. So be included in that, and that would be before the Auburn game. So beat Gonzaga, beat Ole Miss, I, I would think you'd be included. I would think so as well. Probably, you know, probably as a four seed, but uh, you would be included, and it'd be nice to know where you stand. So that—that's the goal. Just keep winning. I don't know if anybody said that lately. Just win, baby. Yeah, Dusty May for Michigan or Ohio State. I—I I don't. Dusty May could be a good coach in the future, Roush. He could be somebody that's like, oh, remember that guy that went to the Final Four randomly? Did they lose the EKU last night, or did they beat him? That was a packed house in Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a good atmosphere. No, I didn't know that. I know Bellerman blew it, Scoots. Did you see that? Uh, no. No, Bellerman blew it. What Big was soccer. that score? Uh, Colonels beat Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah, that's a different college. Because <laughs> I, I was like... We're not Florida Atlantic. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, wait. I was like, I didn't think FGC, EKU was in the American. Yeah. Well, people forget that FAU is in the American. People do forget that. Conference realignment, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a minute. Seeing the recruiting rankings yesterday in Texas and Oklahoma or SEC teams now, it's just it's going it's going it's going to be a minute for me to get used to that. But both those places likely to have open jobs. Going to be a lot of open jobs. And what's the pecking order? Is U of L a better job that's than Michigan why, and Ohio State? That's why you probably need to fire needed to fire Kenny early, or you, you got to time that right so that it is the most coveted. I think timing matters and. And right. how much people want one you're, or not. You're Dusty May in Michigan, Ohio State, and U of L come a calling. 
Scoots, who you who you listening to? I'm going to Ohio State. I, I mean, really, any you can't lose at any of them because they all have better football programs than they do basketball programs. No, so you're, so you're going to no. be overshadowed. You're, no, that's wrong. Is it? You cannot compare Ohio State and Michigan football to Louisville Scoots. That is the dumbest thing I've ever Roush, heard you I say. I did not. I did not compare yeah, Ohio State and Michigan to Louisville. I simply you, said that they have better football programs than basketball. No, they programs. don't. Louisville, Louisville football is not a better program than Louisville right basketball. Right now, it's it, a better team. It's not a program. That's right not, now, it is ten times better no, than basketball. It's not. What are you talking Louis, about? Louisville football is not a top thirty football program in college football. Louisville basketball is a top ten all time college basketball I'm program. talking about right now and it's they, not they, even you close. can't you, you could say team they have a better football team but that's 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 a, a moment in time over the years is what builds a program tradition history Louisville football doesn't have tradition except for that stupid train when they come out right like their tradition is half price beers before kickoff okay Louisville football does not have tradition. It's a casual fan base that shows up when they're good. Louisville basketball has always shown up until Kenny Payne. Okay, TJ, let me just say the answer Rouse wants me to say. I'm going to look at Louisville if I'm Dusty May. No. I, what a joke. I, I, don't no, back down. No, it's a joke. No, it's a joke. Scoots, it's a joke. No, no, don't, no, don't back Scoots, down, Scoots. Scoots, you can, I'm just, you can say that I, I, I don't care about your choice. I'm just arguing with you. you hear that, Scoots? You can. He's giving you permission. Say, say whatever you want about which program, but you can't say that Louisville football program is better than Louisville basketball program. You just can't. Like tradition, Louisville basketball has more tradition. And the part of this job is like there's going to be somebody out there who thinks they can make Louisville basketball what they were under Denny Crum and Rick Pitino. Like that, that's one part of this job that like you can't. Michigan has some basketball tradition. Ohio State has no basketball tradition. I mean, they were good for some periods of time here and there, but they don't. They don't really have tradition like Louisville or Michigan does. I'm just arguing with you over the semantics of it. I, who, hey, yeah, which, chose, which job do you think I is? Chose, I chose the wrong word, and you jumped all over me. I for jumped. It, so I jumped. Your I, ass I apologize. Over. No, no, for that. no. Don't apologize. But right now, Scoots, but what team? What team is your choice, though? If you're Dusty Man, I'm going Ohio State because they have the best football program. And it'll be overshadowed the basketball program. See, and I—is I, he allowed to answer? Is he allowed yeah, to answer no, that? No, no, you, no. you, you go with I, that. I, I, so if the you, eye rolls coming from Scoots were an all-timer. I wish you could have seen them. Oh, I'm sure they were. It, great. it could have made a title but pool my, with so many rolls. Because my thing, Scoots, is if you want, if you don't want to be the man, Ohio State is the perfect place. Like, and I think that's why I it mean, would Michigan be the most attractive too. job. They're, the Michigan and Ohio State in that regard are the exact yeah, same. Yeah, but they're like, but. Knowing the way, like I know people that work for Ohio State and Michigan media sites now, Michigan people actually do care somewhat about basketball. Ohio State, they they don't care at all. There was more people uh, talking about their players at the combine than there was about their basketball game a year ago. Like they 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 completely check out. But if you want to go to a place that matters, like Louisville fans care the most out of all of them because they have the richest tradition of all of those job openings pretty similar historic programs michigan and ohio state from basketball standpoints both have one championship let's see michigan's got six runner-ups that's kind of tough luck ohio state has four though i think michigan might have more national championship losses than any other program uh, um, they have they've been in six games but they had, only won one championship you know, they had the fab five run um, and then where they won it starting with Seton Hall and then you bring in the new coach and you get the Fab Five and they're in the Final Four quite a bit. And then they also, I mean, uh, 2013, well, 
They're the national champs in 2013, right? What? Hey. Uh, uh. Yeah, so actually Ohio State's they've been to more Final Fours. They've done more in the Big Ten. They have a much more historic, longer history of basketball success, but recently Michigan has been the better program. So, uh, But Louisville blows both of them out of the water in terms of history, fan support, importance to the place. But that was the old UFL. Like there, there is no guarantee that you can snap your fingers and just everything's going to be back for UFL. I do think whoever they hire, is Jerome Tang at Michigan. Anybody else thinking that that's just going to be what it is? Oh, it's a disaster. That would be a disaster of a high. I, I just, I, I can almost if, like, I'm almost picturing it. If I'm it's a just, Louisville maybe fan, maybe it's just easy because Howard was there and he was kind of an animated coach on the sideline, and Tang will be an animated coach on the I mean, sideline. Rick, Rick and, was pretty and animated no, too. And no other parallels between those two for sure. Um, <laughs> well, the the Tang I think would fit at either one of them because he's kind of a rogue individual, in though. Yeah, and both programs pretty defiant when it comes to following the rules, but. Even, I'm just not a Tang believer. I, I don't think there's a guarantee he's going to be successful wherever he goes to his next job, but it's tough to argue. He's he's done a good a good job at Kansas State, a place that's not guaranteed to win, and players like him. He's been able to get players that normally Kansas State, for the most part, haven't been able to get. Uh, Beasley went there, which was a big get for them, obviously. They've had, Martin, ta- they've had talent yeah, Billy there, Walker. But it's just not, not consistently. I, I think Tang's good. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's going to be winning national championships left and right in his future, but you never know. But I can just see him at Michigan. But Louisville, they're going to be better next year. Whoever they hire should be able to hit the transfer portal and get them in a position to be in the tournament. And and who knows, maybe even better than that. If they make the right hire, it's not impossible. But it's not like the Yum Center is just going to instantly be packed shoulder to shoulder. If they get really, really good, it will probably get there. But even when they were good under Patino, that place, it's a big arena. And L's not a huge fan base. So I do think like this idea that the, the arena is going to be packed is not totally based in reality who they hire, but it'll be better. And I don't may but they're gonna have competition for who they for who they do get. Roush, I think this is what I was trying to say earlier, is the fact that I think moving forward, Louisville football will overshadow Louisville basketball. For years and years to come. That's a hot take. Uh, yeah, that's a very spicy take that I just disagree with. fans won't like to hear that, although unless it was like U of O was competing for college football playoffs and stuff like that, in which case maybe they'd be okay with it. But I, I think they're pretty embarrassed with the state of their basketball program, and for good reason. That's got to get cleaned up. That's got to get better. Um, quickly on football, though. Emmanuel, quickly. Um, we don't technically have a name, but sounds like Bush Hamden is a name to watch in that OC search. OC search. Just, um, he picked up some follows on social media that were intriguing. Uh, previously, quarterbacks, wide receivers coach at Missouri, became play caller for Chris Peterson at Washington. Uh, didn't work out. Was at Boise State, his alma mater. He played for Peterson at Boise State. And Boise State's been good. He, was, he wasn't the interim coach, but he's associate. He's number two there now um, and has been their offensive play caller for the last two seasons. So, name to keep an eye on. Bush Hamden. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if it's Hom or Ham, but nevertheless, yeah, that's uh, that's one to watch for. And I, I believe he was a candidate when they hired Skang. I think they talked to him then too. So, mm. yeah, this one's harder to sell for me. Harder to sell. 
looking at his picture on the Boise State website. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just there's something. The, he just the, doesn't look like the, a former quarterback. The, who's the look just, just doesn't. Yeah. There's just something about him. Just, yeah. And I got the same feeling with Shannon Dawson. I just looked at Shannon Dawson and I said, you know what? I'm not so sure. Of course, I'm being. I like Shannon Dawson, though, because he had some kind of riverboat rod to him. Yeah. I think he always just kind of seemed like somebody that was in over his head. Yeah. Scoots, I think I can get to oh Scoots, I think to get to the prison story mission for Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff, if you're not in one of those, you can just go to the prison. Oh, really? You can just like visit. Sweet. I'll check that out tonight. Mm, Should have been Ravenclaw. <laughs> Scoots, it's twenty twenty four. Let's move past the raw point totals. This is a points per possession house. Mm, I have to remember that in the future. PPP. Cal did uh, I'm glad he pointed that out. Because I, I said the other day about the defensive performance, I was like, it's just good they didn't hit 80 because 80 just looks like a lot. But teams get more possessions because Kentucky plays faster. So they're going to score eight more points a game. It will yeah. happen. Scoots, oh, that was the one about the conjugal visits in Hogwarts or Azkaban, I guess. Huh? Some trivia for Corey. Oh, sorry. We missed this. Uh, Ken Palm Player of the Year ranking started in 2010-2011 season. Kentucky players have finished in the top 10. Who are they? So four Kentucky players, top 10 of the Ken Palm ranking. So Anthony Davis, Oscar Shibwe, the guys who actually won it. You would think you'd go number one picks and go, you know, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, John Wall, and then Oscar Shibwe being National Player of the Year. I could see Towns from an efficiency standpoint. Because that's what those, I mean, that, that's what Kim Palm does. Who would be the score? Would it be Monk? Would it be Murray? Would it be Euless? Well, what would what would be wrong with the ones that we had said? The three number one picks. I would say Wall was pretty inefficient. I saw the answer, so I know the answer. I, I think Wall would, I would cross him out. But I think Towns would make it. Yep. You're uh, only missing one, Roush. Is the, the other one is a total surprise. Really? It was a two-year starter, great player, my but least was favorite never Kentucky the best player. player on his team. My least favorite guy of all time. Of all time, that's wild. All I time. Mean, especially knowing all the terrorists yeah. out there in the world. I mean, Kentucky players. He didn't, he didn't like you. Is it Uless? It's not Uless. No, I like Uless. Short guys unite. Right. Wow. Um, a two-year player. This is surprising. He would teach you a thing or two about this list. <laughs> oh, did Terrence Jones do it the first year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because he, he was awesome. People forget he was on Dickie V's uh, preseason All-American list, and against Indiana, he was not playing like it. He reminded us that, of that several times. A question for the lads. What is your favorite dunk of the Cal era? That's a tough question, and, like, ask me on any day, and I could give you a different one. Yeah. Um... I think Like, I, I can think of one pretty much from every season, except it gets a little bit tougher more recently. Um, so a very underrated one was Darius Miller catching a one-handed oop. St. John's. Was it St. John's or was yeah. that Vandy? I thought it was Vandy for some reason. He Maybe had, it's because he, he started against He had Vandy a nasty dunk against St. John's in that 2011-2012 season that gets overlooked all yeah, But the it was a lob that he caught one-handed yeah. like behind his head and dunked. That was sick. It's just really hard to top Willie Cauley-Stein killing the guy at Florida. This, like, uh, Rock Oliver's celebration afterwards. I think I mean, his dunk against Cincinnati was better. And it may be more meaningful. I mean, the both of them, like, they were important at the time in the game. 
But Cincinnati was hanging around. It was an NCAA tournament game. Also, the one the crowd we, at Louisville was starting to get like a little nervous, and then he did that, and it was just like. Ah. The the best one is would be the best of all time if they just won the game. James Young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was I think nasty. I'd have fallen to James Young. That was so sick. This and one, that was important, too. This text came in during Rutherford yesterday, and he said, oh, it's got to be Peyton Siva. Twice. <laughs> no, he didn't say that, Scoot. <laughs> was it not Peyton Siva? He said Ru- it was Russ Smith. Yeah, was Russ Smith. Against oh, okay. the, yeah. They lost in Wrong. that game. And, and Wrong they guard. lost both those. Yeah. And then, Scoot, you said, well, because you said it, I agree with that one. I don't, I don't know any others that Louisville's had on Kentucky. Well, you didn't have to pick a L one. I know, but I was I was playing into the joke. You were playing into the U of L audience. Exactly. Uh, I think you got to do that. I, no, uh, I think you need to be true uh, blue. To I yourself. play I play into this audience. An- another all the time. underrated no. dump. Ulysses <laughs> off the backboard of Marcus Lee in South Carolina after Cal got ejected, and then after the game, Ulysses is like, "Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that if Cal was well." <laughs> and tossed. debatably, not even the best dunk from that game. Jamal Murray crammed on somebody in that one too. Yeah. He wasn't really a crammer, right, but he right. crammed on somebody in that one. Cramming up your cramp on the floor. Uh, I, I was trying the 2010 team. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Wall against Duke or against UNC. Yeah, excuse me. that one was gnarly. 2011, I don't. Boogie had some, some cool. Well, that would have been the night team. I mean, George maybe just his like put back he, against U of L. Yeah, 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 that would be it. Um, we we mentioned 2012 ones. 13, I don't know. 13, Nerlens had a really cool one at Auburn. That would probably be that one. Uh, best dunk of 14. 14 this is a Daniel James Hager Young. video. That Daniel. would be James Young in 14 in the okay. championship game. Yep. 15, it's just any it's of the Willie Cauley signs. 16, again, either yeah. one of those that USC. Monk had something. Arizona State, yeah. Monk yeah. against Arizona State in 17. He had some more cool ones than that. 18, Diallo. something Diallo. Diallo had one, uh, I believe it was in his big game against Buffalo in the NCAA tournament that was pretty bad. 19, can you think of one? On a lot of dunkers, they played below like, the rim. They did. <laughs> Keldon probably had one, but I just can't think of one that comes to yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. Ashton to seal the. Is it North Carolina? Win against. Now I'm thinking of the game the year before, so never mind. Yeah, nineteen is a little tougher. Twenty quickly team. Was there a great dunk on that one that comes to mind? Either not, not off the top of my head. Although again, like, we're probably missing one. And then 21, the they had a really cool – Isaiah Jackson had a really cool one against Tennessee on the road, I think. Uh, I'd like to forget that season. Uh, or maybe it was Toppin who had the – Toppin was uh, yeah, the one at they, Auburn. Yeah, yeah. The one at Auburn was awesome. And I'll tell you what, Justin Edwards against Vanderbilt. That yeah. was a cool dunk. Yeah, you know? very cool. It was breakaway. Coolest of, coolest of the season? Yeah. Right? Has there been a cram on it? This isn't a great dunking team. No, they're not. So that one's that one's it's a great great shooting team, but not the greatest. Uh, uh, Reed's a dude, steal a dude crammed on an alley oop cram that was on somebody. They, that that should have been a made, that should have been a bigger deal. Yeah. That one was sick. Yeah. I liked Reed's steal to take the lead at Arkansas too. So Daniel Hager, make us the video. Yeah, one Daniel dunk from Kong. every season. Get with it. A texter says, "Can you imagine not going to your own brother's Super Bowl party, your own flesh and blood?" Yeah, yeah. If I if you didn't live an hour and a half away, Johnny, out in Oldham County, I would probably definitely be out there. But by the time we let, you know, we'd miss probably half the game just driving back. Lower Bowl of Rupp is a big blue funeral home. I but they play the big bucks though. In the the big atmospheres, they it, it's loud enough. Speaking of Jeopardy, question for you all: the local radio host has been very critical of Coach Calipari since he won't go on a show. Who is he? I don't think that's Could, how it works. Is that us? He hasn't. He's only been on our show once. Yeah. Do we need a? Do we need to make a new tease? 
<laughs> we probably need to. We yeah. probably do. It still applies. The one we play. It's still about this class. It's yeah. about this team. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. This is what it sounds like when Dove cry. Says one texter. I don't get it, Scoots. That's a. Uh, it was when Rouse was crying. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, suck it, Scoots. <laughs> Dillingham had Take a windmill against Louisville. I think. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that. No, I. I think I take that one because the look on his face and the people in the background. Yeah. That made for a cool picture. <laughs> That's a good point. Good oh, point, Texter. Thanks. We miss him. Make sometimes. the video, Daniel. All right, we'll do our Super Bowl preview show tomorrow, and of course, the Cats versus Gonzaga. It'll be a fun one. Don't miss out on the Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Thanks for listening today, and thanks again to Corey Price, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. This is a Roll Call on the Big X.